Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2,508. Today, I'm going to take on a question that's actually already been discussed for a couple of weeks now. I guess I'm late to this game, but... Is Omega Force sensitive? And a lot of the suggestions for the reasons why she may well be can really kind of be explained away as not being Force sensitive at all. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, just a little quick backstory. I was watching The Bad Batch with my son Joe, who's home from college, and he said, as we were sitting on the couch, said, I'm calling it right now, I think Omega's Force sensitive. And I said, oh, you really think so? And he said, yep, I think so. And so... You know, I thought, oh, well, this is a really interesting idea. And so I went to look online and <laughs> all the way back to May 4th, the day that the Bad Batch debuted, I think it was Film School Rejects had a post on the possibility of Omega being Force sensitive. Now, one of the examples that Film School Rejects gave on May 4th to say, here's one thing that points to her being Force sensitive. Well, you know, later episodes basically made it clear that that situation was not what it seemed on first blush. So, you know, not necessarily their fault or anything like that but just Omega saying to Crosshair when they're sitting in their little holding cell I know what you're gonna do but please don't do it right and it has to do with the fact that she is aware of the whole inhibitor chip situation she knows that he is being compelled to follow the order 66 order that the inhibitor chip has activated or has been activated with the inhibitor chips whereas it just hasn't worked on the rest of the bad batch but she is aware of the inhibitor chip situation and so it's not her having a force sensitivity about what's going on in his mind it's about her scientific knowledge of this particular situation and there's another moment that I've seen flagged elsewhere that talks about how Omega doesn't trust Governor Tarkin and you know who would <laughs> anyway right and she you know says as much to Hunter trying to warn him that you know when he takes off on this mission to go after Saw Gerrera that it's not a good idea but the thing is is that Omega was present during the conversation with uh, Nolase uh, excuse me the chief medical officer when they were in the big clone gestation bay and talking about the clones and talking about giving Clone Force 99 a test of their loyalty and so forth so she was present for Tarkin's musings and suggestion for a test and so you know her saying to Hunter yeah I don't trust him like well you know she was there and got to hear everything he had to say so she has you know first-hand evidence to suggest that not just a forced sensitivity about Tarkin. But there are two particular situations in the premiere that aren't as easily explained away. And one of them has been talked about a lot, but the other has not been talked about at all, actually. And I'm kind of surprised, but, you know, we'll get to that in a second. The one that everyone's talked 
about is how Omega was able to shoot Crosshair's weapon out of his hands, having never held a blaster before herself, let alone shot it. And how could somebody do that under those circumstances? Well, you know, it could be luck or it could be the force guiding her, right? So, you know, certainly a rational explanation. Another thing that happens just before that is when the Bad Batch is starting to load their gear onto their ship and Hunter says, all right, we're gonna go back for Crosshair, Omega says, you're not gonna have to go that far. And then there's a dramatic cut to the bay doors opening and Crosshair coming in with some clone troopers. Now, just depending on how they decided to shoot that, it really does look like Omega is aware that Crosshair is about to arrive, but there's been no other indication uh, he's about to arrive. Hunter isn't aware of it. There's been no, you know, signal or beep from a door or anything like that. She just seems to know that he is about to show up. And that is another situation that's not very easily explained. But there is actually one possibility, and that possibility got a little bit stronger for me with the subsequent two episodes with um, Cut and Run and Replacements. So as for the Force Sensitivity thing, under extreme stress, there were no particular force-sensitive types of behavior performed by Omega in Cut and Run, right? So when she was being stalked by a wild Nexu, she didn't get any sort of spidey sense danger tingle or anything like that. And she didn't do anything particularly remarkable when she was running back to the ship when they were trying to escape from... Uh, Seleucami, right when it was impounded and they, you know, had gotten the data chips delivered to Cut and his family and she was running back, right? There was nothing that she did in particular that, you know, demonstrated anything resembling force sensitivity at all in that situation. Not in the entire episode. Now, in episode three, in replacements, there were a couple of situations that were rather interesting, one of which, you know, I'm, I might be making a little bit more of. When they have to find that particular part and Tech says that the inventory shows there's one replacement aboard, she pulls out a crate and says, oh, you know, could it be here? And she's ultimately pulling out Crosshair's weapons kit, but... One wonders just exactly how heavy that weapons kit was and whether a 10-year-old could easily pull that thing, right? So maybe she's a little bit stronger than her age might suggest, so that's one thing. And another thing, of course, when the part goes missing and Hunter has been attacked and his... Um, his oxygen mass has been knocked off and so he is kind of down for the count and so Omega has to go try and find where this moon dragon creature is taking their spare part. She has to track where the moon dragon has gone and it does seem like it's a comparatively easy tracking situation like she's not presented with you know multiple situations where she has to pick one path or another path or anything like that but there are a couple of moments where she's looking at the ground and she's kind of feeling things the way that hunter seems to do from time to time and so ultimately what this is leading me to is that I'm going to disagree <laughs> with my son, Joe, and also some of the articles on the internet and say that I don't think Omega is force sensitive. What I actually think is that she is an enhanced version of the Bad Batch itself, that she seems to be demonstrating skills that apply to all of the different Bad Batch members. She is demonstrating tracking skills. She is demonstrating strength beyond her years. She is demonstrating sharpshooting skills. 
The only thing she hasn't yet demonstrated is a facility with electronics or anything like that. And so we'll have to see if something like that shows up in a future episode, because that would certainly be you know, even stronger evidence for my theory on this, that she is basically the Bad Batch all rolled into one. So there you go, that's my take on the Omega Force sensitivity situation. I'd love to hear yours as well, so please chime in wherever there's a comment section for the show at youtube.com or catch me on Twitter. Twitter is uh, SW7x7podcast or Facebook or even at home base for the show at SW7x7.com. I would love to hear what you have to say about it. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs>